what better way to talk about Deion Jones than to have my man Dequell Jackson, Browns legend, in the building to talk about what the linebacker does well and how he impacts his defense. Also, offensively, we'll get to Dequell. And how is David Njoku really, how is he being able to come out here and be an impactful member for the Cleveland Browns in 2022 so far? Bill Belichick, mm, I'm pretty sure. That, that one point in time that you played against somebody in regards to Bill Belichick, we'll check in with him on that. We'll do all those things and much more on this episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things to all pound LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, Mr. Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, of course, 92.3, the fans, the dog pound, pregame, postgame coverage for your Browns, your Buckeyes, your Guardians, uh, recording this episode on Thursday, just letting everybody know here, uh, you know, Guardians are supposed to play game two against the Yankees tonight. Weather definitely looks like it's going to be an issue. We'll see how the rest of this series plays out. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns your first listen every day, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform or, of course, available on YouTube and now available as well on the Roku app. Go search for Lockdown Cleveland Sports and you'll find Lockdown Browns, Lockdown Guardians, Lockdown Cavs, and, of course, the aforementioned Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. As Garrett Bush so eloquently said, uh, we said that about two weeks ago. Uh, this was after we first got the news about Anthony Walker, the injury, and there was going to be changes, obviously, within the Browns line backer room as far as who was calling the signals and you know how this was going to affect this team well two weeks later Dequel Jackson is back and needless to say we need to go even deeper into it because it's it's gone bad I mean there's just no other way to put it um uh so made a move this week and G and I I mean you know as you know post game you know interviews are being done post game pressers Sunday there's Andrew Barry burning the lines with the Atlanta Falcons getting a reinforcement in this building as fast as he possibly can here in a linebacker and Deion Jones. First thing to quell in your eyes here, and like we discussed this a matter of ways, and one of the few things that kind of has stuck out to me is do you lose your discipline in run defense when you're just basically getting run over and gashed? And, and with Atlanta, we saw I think it was 11 runs in a row to just say, all right, well, if I can just get it to second and 12, you know what? They're probably going to have to throw. So we're going to. So do you end up losing your discipline? Because even if you had it for two, three plays in a row and you did everything right and it just didn't work, um, you know, like how hard is it to stay focused when you're just basically having, you know, basically yards taken from you like the Browns have in the run game? Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. I think now we're going into week six, I believe, and it started week one. And I noticed, I, I said this earlier to uh, not, not to you guys, but as I was watching the film early in the season, I realized that Joe Woods was playing multiple groups at the linebacker position. 
there will be Anthony Walker, there will be JOK, and then there will be Jacob Phillips, and then along with uh, Sion Taki Taki. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I've never really seen anyone do that because run fits and continuity and playing being gap conscious is a big, everyone has to be tuned in. And if guys aren't on the same page, this could get ugly really quick. And I think we're seeing that. Obviously, losing Anthony Walker was a big deal. He was a, a focal point um, of that defense and the anchor of that defense. But to answer your question, when the you go back to the Atlanta game, that 10-11 play drive where they didn't throw the ball, I've been in situations like that before where guys are trying to be the guy to make the play. And now when you do that, you're being inconsistent, you're jumping out of gaps, and it's a trickle effect. When the D linemen start doing it, it throws off the run fits for the linebackers, so they feel uncomfortable. And then based on, because of that drive, so many drives, Joe Woods were going to seven, eight, nine boxes. And when you're in a nine, eight or nine-man box, every gap is accounted for. So if a defensive lineman is jumping out of gaps thinking, hey, I want to be the guy to stop the bleeding, sort of say, it's going to throw off everyone else behind you. So run fits. I play. I was a part of one defense that was really good, two defenses that was really good in run defense. And the one thing that we did throughout the week, we had a walkthrough before the actual walkthrough and the practice with the D linemen, the linebackers, and the safety so we can all be on one accord because when it starts happening, guys don't know how to fix things on the fly. And that's when leadership comes into play. That's when veteran experience comes into play. And you're seeing a lot of the inconsistencies from this this group defensively because the D tackle position, we walked into the season, that was the question mark. And now you have guys underachieving on uh, from the linebacker room. We can get into that if you want to, but there's a lot of their players aren't making the plays um, from a, from a standpoint of, you know, Denzel Ward, for instance, listen, I, I love Denzel Ward. I think he's great versus a pass, but the last two weeks, in the red zone, you get in a nub set, they're picking on him. They're forcing him to get into the run game. And when, when, when that happens, when you're not showing that you're capable enough to play at the line of scrimmage, you know what? Bill Belichick is going to see it. The Falcons saw it. And uh, the L.A. Chargers saw it in the red zone, and it equated to touchdown. So this has to be a group effort. It's not it, – there's more – Does everyone on this defense shares some blame. And it starts with the D coordinator, D lineman, linebackers in the secondary everyone has to be involved when you play good run defense and it's not happening right now for the browns yeah dequel i i looked at this and, and you said this before we talked about the run fits on the ultimate cleveland sports show but uh when, when i look at this defense you, you know the alarming part is there's some there's been some browns teams um that didn't have the level of talent that this team mm -hmm. has um right. and, and and they wouldn't give up the same amount of things like right now it's and I think people want to always want to say, "Hey, don't don't panic," and you know, it's just it's just hype. Don't get caught in hyperbole or prisoner at a moment. And, and when you've played and when you've seen this stuff happen, and you've been, I've been a part of teams where you could stop the running, and you just was like, "Oh, this is a wrap." Um, I look at this defense and I say to myself, "They they're not stopping anything." I can't I can't pinpoint what they're good at. They're not particularly great at stopping receivers. The missed assignments are always around the corner. Tackling right. is 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 poor as I and that's hard to say. <laughs> Tackling is hard is, bad, is as bad. bad as I've seen. Uh, and not only that, now we got the run fits where. And can you explain this to me? 
it just seems like Clowney and Miles Garrett are in these wide alignments. Oh man, it, it drives me crazy. And, and why <laughs> in the middle of the field is just just yeah. soft, and I'm like. Yeah. Guys, you're not the Eagles. Wide nine technique. You got that. <laughs> they encompass everything. Can you tell me what's going on with the, with the alignment of that, and, and what is Joe was thinking um, in terms of you know he widening his ends out like that? Yeah, I, I think it, it it boils down to just being in tune with what's going on in front. Of you. I think first of all, Jadavion Clown and Miles Garrett—they're built to stop the, the the pass. They're built to get after the passer, and then and their mind, they want to stop. They want to get by. They they want sacks, right? So mm -hmm. I deal with this all the time. Well, I played with Robert Mathis with Indianapolis. He would always be wide as heck, but he understood if a quarterback is under center, if the running back is eight or nine yards deep, that's a huge indication. It's run and it's first down. So tighten your alignment. Let's <laughs> let's uh, play closer to the tackle so you can read the mesh in front of you. I think it's it, it's so many different things happening at once. It's it's unraveling right in front of our eyes. And you're right. This team on paper, this team should not be this bad. This team should be a lot better than what they're playing right now. And especially when you have, you implement before the season, everyone talked about, will Jacoby Brissett be enough to be sustainable? So, you know, Deshaun Watson comes back, you can, you, you're talking playoffs and beyond. And this defense has underachieved in many aspects. And when when you have a team like this right now, it's it's head scratching because you don't know where the where the answer lies. But now you have to start pointing the finger at Joe Woods. You know, I I think I made a I made a clip the other day about just a run fit situation. And so first, so imagine this scenario: quarterback is on the center, uh, quarterback is at home, and whether you have a two by two set or a three by one set, Jadavion Clowney is wide. He's playing a wide nine. Tighten your alignment that, but they have a pressure off the edge. When coordinators start pressuring in run situations, that means he doesn't have confidence in his base defense that you can line up and play gap conscious and stop the run. So now you have to try to change the map and say, you know what, this side of the offense, if I blitz the linebacker off the edge, these gaps are canceled. So if anything happens, you know, it needs to come from the other. So you're trying to cut the field in half and that isn't working. So this team right now, either the coaching has to get better and guys have to buy in, but I get <laughs> when that game was over with the Chargers, and when I, you know, I read the the news about Deion uh, Jones coming in, I knew it. I knew it because they're not. I, I went back and watched these linebackers. The line. Here's the thing: when defensive linemen are running out, jumping out of gaps, and it's going to happen, you have to be played from a clean up position. And now these guys aren't confident. The guys in front are going to be where they're supposed to be, and it's causing a ripple effect and in turn, you can't stop the run when all 11 guys aren't on the same page. It's obvious to this point. I mean, and it's, it's glaringly obvious. And the one thing with me that bothers me with the edges being out that wide, and like you said, well, you know, they're more focused in, you know, bread and butter, bolter games is pass rushing ability. But one thing they do have is to be able to crash down. But you put them out that wide, they're not be able to, you know, bend and grab an ankle at the line of scrimmage, slow somebody down so the linebackers can jump up or whatever, get the big pile up. That's the part that's really disconcerting about it because guys who are athletic and you know you want to play to that athleticism you're basically taking out them out of being athletic because you just have them too far away from the pile um we're gonna get some thoughts here from dequel on uh, Dion jones here uh garrett bush jeff lord your latest locked on browns appreciate everybody here for being along for the ride today 
Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Uh, look, you know, around the beginning of the pandemic, as everybody know, I suffered a couple significant losses with my family, my older brother, my father. Um, and then looking at the fact that I was sitting home for three months, four months, you need to make some changes sometimes. You need to reach out. You need to tell people sometimes that it's okay to not be okay. Uh, you need to learn how to find your own solutions. There's no better feeling to that. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. Doing some therapy online just change things. It able, may be able to slow things down. It may be able to look at things more open-minded. So I was making decisions that were not only the best for me, for my wife, my daughters, just allowed me to be a better person. If you were thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely done online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time. When you want a better problem, want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash XXX today to get 10% off your first month. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. We got a special guest in the building, the Quail Jackson. Uh, you know, he's played for uh, obviously the Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts, uh, legend for the Cleveland Browns. We're talking a little bit about uh uh, Deion Jones, what he brings to the table, some of the troubles with the defense. We'll go ahead and trans uh, transition over to the offensive side of the football to a guy um, who, when you look at it, was under a little bit of uh, pressure. Uh, David Njoku, who got a, a really big contract, and a lot of people talked about um, him being a guy that, you know, has not played like a top five tight end, but he's, he's actually, uh, you know, paid like a top five tight end. And, you know, there's a lot of people saying, I didn't get it. I don't know. Um, and, you know, what I, I said, well, what they're looking to do is, is I think Njoku's going to be a bigger part of the offense. I think they'll use him more of, as a second target uh, right after Amari Cooper. And, um, you know, I, I've seen some some great growth from, from him uh, before. He couldn't block a soul. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't block a soul. Now he's turned into a, a good blocker. Uh, he, before he had these, uh, you know, gaps and mental errors where sometimes he wouldn't look the ball all the way in, tried to get upfield before he tucked it in. That was an issue. Ball security was an issue. We knew the talent was there. We knew he could run and jump and do all those things physically. But it was the other things that was keeping David and Joko off the field. Um, some people were surprised that they gave him that amount of money, but he's paid dividends so far. And that's even with Jacoby Brissett, not even Deshaun Watson. What are your thoughts, Dequella, and what you've seen? from David Njoku so far and, and um, how has he been able to blossom um, it, it compared to what he was doing and compared to what he was doing under other regimes? Yeah, he, he's a result of organizational success when it comes to developing a player. They never gave up on him. They gave him confidence. He's playing with extreme confidence. And we're seeing these last few weeks of the first quarter of the season, just what he's able to do given the opportunity. Uh, like you mentioned, he's a mismatch. He's a problem in the middle. And quite frankly, I think he's underserved. I think we should make him more of a focal point. But it's hard to spread the ball around when you have uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the back backfield, and then you have to give the ball to, to um, Cooper. So uh, I think he's, he's morphing into a role, and he's solidifying that he can be a guy you can depend on. And you're right. I, when you go back and watch the film offensively, listen, everyone has to be bought in. To, to be able to run the ball effectively because teams are stacking the box. And he is actually an underappreciated blocker. He's really pre pretty good. He's selling out and it's showing. And when you when you put in the work in the offseason, 
when you put in the work in practice, everyone sees it. And obviously, Jacoby Brissett of late has become very comfortable with targeting Njoku uh, up the middle. So, uh, you know, for any linebacker to be in that position, to see a guy like him, you know, spread out, you need help. I don't see any linebacker being able to cover him one-on-one without any uh, help over top. So he's definitely, we want to see more of it. I think, you you know, he's only scratching the surface and I'm excited to see what he can do the rest of the season. It's been really impressive with Joku because you got to keep in mind when this regime took over in 20, you know, David had already been through three years in a league and this team, first thing they did is they signed Austin Hooper deal. So for like David, it was like, Oh, here we go. I got to start from scratch all over again. And to his credit, did everything this franchise asked. Because even beginning at 20, he didn't play much. And then all of a sudden, the blocking started to come together. You realized that the athleticism had been zapped out of Hooper's body. You saw what you had in Njoku. And, you know, the Browns played a long game with David Njoku, and it looks like they're getting rewarded handsomely. Sticking here on the offensive side of the ball, and, you know, when I told G this the other day, well, it almost blew his mind. The Browns right now between Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, and David Njoku those are three players on pace for 4,000 yards this season. The, you don't get a lot of numbers like that normally with the Cleveland Browns, and you certainly haven't in years passing the offensive side of the ball here. But And I know you're talking about getting David involved more here, but is Jacoby at some point here going to have to add to this? Because uh, you, know, you can't take away everybody, but when you're going to go against a coach like they're going to go against this week, you know he can say, all right, well, we're going to sell out. To stop Nick, hopefully, we're going to try and do the best we can to keep David under wraps. We'll do everything we can for Amari Cooper. Prove to me, you know, that basically you're the artist that can use the rest of the palette here if you're Jacoby, whether it's Donovan Peoples Jones, whether it's David Bell, finding a way to get that screen game going again with Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I think what Bill Belichick does best is he takes what you do best and he takes it away from you. And so this is the concern that I have for this offense is. We haven't, we've shown the ability to be able to run the football effectively. That's our formula to success. Run the football effectively, set up the pass through the play action, right? And then we get Amari Cooper involved. We sprinkle in David and Joe Cool. That's our recipe for success. However, when you play a Bill Belichick's team, he's going to force this team to win in different ways that we haven't necessarily seen this year. We've seen last uh, against the Chargers, against the, the Falcons, against the Jets, where the Browns were the Browns offense were forced in a position where now you have to throw the ball down the field. And what happened? An untimely mistake with Jacoby Brissett in the air, throwing untimely interceptions. So Bill Belichick is going to force him to throw the ball. He's going to do whatever. They're going to be gap conscious. They're going to play the run well. Listen, they, they're going to force the Browns offense to go the long hard way down the field, not give up any big runs, any big plays. That's the mindset. Obviously it's much harder to do on the field, but he's going to force this team to win in multiple ways. And that's the only concern that I have with this offense going up against a Bill Belichick run defense. Yeah. For me, I'm going to say this. Um, I'm going to see just how good um, I'm going to see just how good the, the Cleveland Browns are up front and with the running game. Cause I, here's what I'll say. If they come out here and run the football on Bill Belichick, I'm I've been guilty of this, and a lot of people have been guilty of it. We got to stop talking about whether or not they put eight people in the box. It don't matter. <laughs> right. Like after after this week, it, we, it's just like saying, you know, we got to stop LeBron. No, you're not stopping LeBron. You just hope he missed a couple shots. I mean, right. what you what you are doing is nothing. Like some at sometimes you ascend to such a high level that the only competition you got is 
is me. Like, you don't say you're going to stop Kobe or, or Jordan. It's just a simple fact that you just hope sooner or later that they may miss a couple of shots. Maybe one of their teammates might, you know, saying, you know, blow an assignment. But if if the Browns keep running the ball the way they have, I think we just have to to assume nobody's stopping Nick Chubb. It's just about how how you minimize his his productivity. You want to keep him at maybe 111, 120 yards and, and keep him out of the end zone. If if he starts getting the two, three touchdowns a game, those are where there's those are impactful, right? Um, but if you can keep Nick Chubb to 23 carries for 120 and only one touchdown, that is a that you clap it up because you kept him out in the end zone. You kept him out in the end zone and he's not putting points on the board. So it, it, you know, this is a great week to see just how good they are in the run game. I'll say this, I'll add to that, you know, special teams. Bill Belichick has been a, a wizard when it comes to special teams, and our special teams have been playing that well. You know, we can't make kicks consistently. It's just all over the place. And Bill Belichick is going to find a way to either gain an extra possession or, 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 or just do something outside of the norm to get ahead of the sticks or get ahead of the game, whether it be turnovers, whether it be a fake punt or something in that regard. He's going to do something to try to negate and keep the Browns' offense and that running attack that controls the time of possession off the field somehow, some way. Ah, Bill, forever the uh, the ultimate gamesmanship. And the other thing, if anybody got to see Wednesday's injury report, uh, Browns, you saw everything in detail. New England Patriots, limited, 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 limited. Bill don't give you nothing. He will give you nothing. Garrett Bush, Jeff Floyd, joined by DeQuell Jackson, your latest Lockdown Browns. We're going to get a little more of the Patriots here in just one second. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. We back at Locked On Browns podcast. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Browns your first listener today. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the notification bell so you get all of our content. Uh, definitely, when and you know what me and Jeff do. We're part of the uh, two minute, uh, two minute warning post game show for the Cleveland Browns. That thing has been tremendous. Every single game this season has been in the balance. While we going on air, and that's the best part of it, the suspense. Uh, get your instant uh, reaction on the Browns game right when it's hot, right off the uh, right off the out of the oven and off the presses. So we'll do that every single two minute warning. Continue to do that. Make sure you follow and subscribe to that. DeQuell, um, we get to to this game here. Um, the Browns, to me, I, I said it, you know, probably in another blog. This is already to me a must win. And and a lot of people say, oh, this it's not a must win unless it means you're in a, no, stop. I I understand the semantics of it. Um, it is a must win if you really want to do something this year because you look at the rest of the schedule. You've already given away. That's the thing I don't like about saying it's not a must win because it gives you it gives you this false sense of security to say, oh well, I could just lose games. I I could just you know I could we could take an L here and still be a good no. Not that's not what it is. If you lose here today to the to the Patriots, with with a I, I with a backup quarterback, I'm guessing they're not even going to have Mac Jones playing. Uh, right. I don't know any receivers. 
I don't know. I can. I, I just now know Stevenson. I don't know who's on the <laughs> offensive line. I don't know their corners. They got a bunch of no-name gangsters. And if you lose this game, it's just like fans are going to start to slowly tune you out. Like, hey, man, this, dude, this team isn't really contending, especially when you got Deshaun Watson coming back and you, you want him to be the savior. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You let the Jets game get out of reach. This team could easily be 4-1 and one right now um, with, a, with a lot of confidence. But I tell you what, there is something to be said and be optimistic about. As bad as we've got gotten on the defense and how much they can play better, this team is still right in the thick of it, which, which was expected because you have a lot of great players on this roster that, you know, to be in this position is to be expected, which isn't it? And it's a good expectation for the Browns. Uh, you're right. I think this is a this is a game you have to come out and play efficiently. You have to just from next. I'm not even worried about the Patriots. I'm worried about the Browns. If they can, obviously, we know what the offense is going to do. They're going to be productive. They're going to move the ball. Uh, Kareem Hunt is going to show up. Nick Chubb is going to show up. I expect the offense to keep building off the performance these previous five weeks. I'm worried about the defense. Can we somehow put together four quarters? Because this defense. The last five weeks, I mean, the fourth quarter has been a head scratcher. They've given up more points in the fourth quarter than any quarter in football uh, these first five weeks. So they have to come out. And even though you said, listen, Zappy, I believe is his name, the quarterback. I just, you know, uh, saw that earlier this morning. I, didn't even yep. know, I don't even know who that is. Uh, but apparently <laughs> played last week. He played a pretty, pretty decent. This team needs to – the Browns need to go out and dominate the Patriots. At home, it's, it, I don't want it to be close, but you'll see the coaching side of things from Bill Belichick and what he and what he his plan is in terms of, like you said, you're not going to be able to stop this running attack. What his plan will be offensively versus our defense, and I promise you, these are things that are going to um, show his head. They're going to they're, our defense will have to worry about hurry up, hurry up offense. Uh, they're, they're going to get in a lot of they, they may run the ball a full a, an entire quarter to show that they want to in order for the, the Browns to stop the run. And if it's working, we've seen it last year. I forget what game it was, but the Patriots ran the ball. They only threw the ball seven times. So, listen, they're going to force the Browns to come out and fix the problems they've had stopping the run or it could be a long day. But this should be a must win. I agree with you. There's no question here, and there's a couple factors into this. This team is two and three right now. Um, you lose this, you're one and three at home already. That's you, you can't have that because now, man, you're trying to talk. You're asking a, a big, big task uh, as far as you know, getting success, you know, on the road uh, with this Patriots game. This by far, this was basically the undoing of the 2021 season. Browns went in there, and this one advantage they do have: they didn't have Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt in that game last year. Browns win in their first drive, score, go up 7 nothing, And for about the next 52 minutes of this game, the Patriots stole their lunch money, you know, gave them a wedgie, beat the daylights. I, I mean, they, they lost this game, and they physically got beat up. After that, you had Miles Garrett aggravated as all heck with the defensive game plan. You know, Baker Mayfield needed his meeting, but they chose to meet with Miles first, and all of a sudden, everything that was festering under the skin blew up came out so how much is there like a thought process for 
guys in that locker room who were in New England last year on the end of that 45 to 7 whooping. And there's no other way to put it. It was an absolute whooping. How much of that is in maybe heads going into this week to quell, knowing that, look, you understand you're going to lose games in this league. But when you come off the field sometimes and like you look demoralized and almost embarrassed, those are the rough ones to swallow. Yeah, I'm sure the coaches have reiterated it all week. It's like, listen, we got our ass handed to last year. And right now, this could be a moment where, you know, the get back smells really good. You're playing at home. Defense has to play better. We can all play better. We can all coach better. I'm sure that message has been sounded off throughout that facility. Now, I'll say this. You know, right now, and I want to go back to G's point for a second, it being a must-win game, those players feel the same way. Whether they will admit it or not, they understand the schedule. They understand the strength of the schedule that's coming up. So they're looking at the schedule saying, hey, we got it. This is a game we can get. And if they don't get it, and if it's, it is a dogfight, you know, I hate to say it, you know, you have to watch out for the finger point. You know, that's when guys really start to check gangster. That's what we call it, doing what they want to do up front, uh, from the linebacker position, from the cornerback position. Now things are out of whack. And I'm not saying it's there, but that's the risk you run when you've been teetering around, damn, I keep losing games that I should have won. And you're looking, you're looking around the locker room like, man, if he played better, you know, you start, those thoughts start to creep up. And if you don't go out and take care of business, it's one thing to lose games, but you want to win the games you're supposed to win. And, you know, if you're in a dogfight with a with a team, you know, they played the Chargers very well. You know, this 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 team should have a lot of confidence because a lot of people were giving the Chargers, you know, putting them in the Super Bowl. So um, I think they're in a good place. But I do think if things start to go awry and like you mentioned, you know, you know, tensions start to boil over, this thing can get ugly really quick. But I don't think we're there just yet. No, I, I agree. It's it, it, it's a tough spot to be in. But look, if you're going to be in this spot, you want to be at home to do it, you know, uh, to get it right. Uh, especially, you know, with the team, look, you know well. And to your point earlier, look, Los Angeles, they didn't, everybody, oh, well, they, they don't run the ball well. It's not really what the Chargers have to do, essentially. It just worked out that way. New England, and even if it is Mac Jones, who's going to be here hobbled, you know the onus is going to be on running the ball. Billy, like you said, Bill, all right, well, I know you can't do it. So. Until you do, you know what I'm saying? I might not even put a quarter on the field. Maybe I'll just direct snap at the running back until you guys show me you can do something about it. Yeah, he's definitely going to take the Davion Clown and Miles Garrett out of this game. They're not going to have, unless the Browns get up, you know, 14 to nothing, 20 to nothing, and the the, the Patriots are forced to throw the ball. But he understands, listen, they have a blaring weakness. I'm going to force these guys to all get involved in the run game, and I'm going to, you know, hurry up the offense. I'm going to make sure – Miles Garrett does not have an imprint on this game or Jadavion Clowney because as much as we've talked about this week how poor their run defense run defense has played, they're hinted in the locker room. They're hinted from their position coach. They're hinted from the coordinator. They're hinted from the head coach. So they want to go out and prove, listen, I can be the guy. When things are falling apart, I'm the guy that you lean on. I'm the guy that you pay. I'm a leader. I'm a guy that's supposed to make plays to, to interject energy into this unit. And Bill Belichick fully understands that. And that's why I think it, this game will be a lot closer than a lot of people are probably projecting, uh, given how well our offense has played uh, of late. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. We'll see if the uh, 
if the Browns can get off the uh, you know the, the losing streak here, get back into the win, go three and three, and then hopefully uh, try to string together some games in the division. For me, guys, I think this is is pivotal because if you can you can get to Cincinnati and Baltimore, I think the path for the Browns to get in the playoffs, given all the other things. I think the best way to do that is to worry about the division. You want it on the division, and I think that's the path that they can get to. And we'll probably talk about that as the season wears on. No question. And, of course, you know, uh, you know, Bengals go to the Saints this week. Ravens face a Giants team that's, you know, obviously pretty surprising to this point. So it doesn't look like the gimme that maybe it once looked like. You know, way it works could win everybody could be three and three up up and then like you said garrett you're gonna start getting it out amongst each other mono we mono the way you want to see it done in division play uh big thanks to the quell jackson for joining us here today uh when we had him on two weeks ago obviously it, it made sense the way it all worked out the last couple of weeks to get the quell back here because we tried to lay out the plan as far as what we were hoping to see you know from the browns and the changes and obviously led to more changes sadly but uh appreciate the quell for his time garrett bush part of the ultimate cleveland sports show uh live 11 and one on youtube every single day Obviously, guys over there all geeked up, uh, whether it's Browns coverage, start of the Cavs, and, of course, Guardians playoff run. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that. Uh, Barbershop 92 through the fan. Saturday mornings, uh, pre-post-game coverage, Browns, Buckeyes, Guardians, G. Bush got you covered over there as well. Make sure you're following at G. Bush 91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. Um, as far as, you know, the everyone takes the time. We appreciate it. We'll make Lockdown Browns your first listen. What favorite podcast platform? YouTube. Make sure you subscribe with notifications on. Uh, so that way, as soon as it drops, you guys are there to digest it all. And, of course, check out the Roku app. Uh, search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You'll find us. You will find the Lockdown Guardians, Lockdown Cavs, and, of course, the ultimate Cleveland sports show. All this being said, wish everybody has a great day. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on ELLB. Let's go Browns.